0: I'm doing new videos because of everything Mother,
1: Do you think we can do the JoJo T.Y.?
0: No, we're not doing that today. No. <laughs> oh, we're doing a video. Dude, no.
1: <laughs> and we're back with more of the Pope on Film. It's time, Bunny. Unfortunately, it is time.
0: yes buddy my friend it is time once again for all of us here at the pope on film podcast to drunkenly saunter our way into the second half of the big show and it is said third act wherein we finally in eventually get around to discussing our all-new handcrafted limited edition and not available in store so order now movie of the week and this week We see Michael Bay's attempt at a
1: COVID film asterisk with the 2020. Right, I meant to ask about that shit. What the fuck with the Michael Bay? But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, hold on. With the 2020 movie Songbird.
0: Okay, so um, because Michael Bay was an executive producer, 75% of the reviews say Michael Bay's attempt at a COVID film. But, like, I don't think that's fair. Because Michael Bay didn't write this. Michael Bay didn't direct this. Michael Bay just gave money so this could be made. This
1: movie looks like what happens when your Coke dealer has written a screenplay.
0: Now, before we ask the the big question, why did so many f- big name people agree to be in this piece of shit? I want to do the standard opening explanation of our summer, because some people might be just tuning in right now. Maybe they didn't tune in before. Yeah. So, OK, so every summer we do different themes. This is our fifth year of doing themed summers. First, we did the summer of Star Wars, where we watched all the Star Wars movies except for the animated Clone Wars movie, which doesn't count because fuck that movie. Yes. Uh, I recently watched Solo again.
1: I like that movie. It's fun. It's it, it's my favorite out of them. I'm still not in love with it.
0: Yeah, it it was fun. It was just. <coughs> but fun. if you wanna,
1: if you wanna ask me about outside of the original three the original three movie trilogy what's my favorite Star Wars movie it's solo
0: yeah solo <laughs> and then uh and then uh uh the second new one what is it, the last jedi yeah yeah that one that one cuz it tried to be different you know and there's like the vegas planet and whatever um I I haven't seen the, the very last one. I haven't seen that one. Oh, you're not missing much. And then we did the summer of Saw, where we watched all the Saw movies, and that was fun. But oh my god, remember when we saw Slaw? Yes. The Saw parody featuring a bunch of wrestlers? That was horrible. And then we did the summer of Fred Willard, which was the best. And then last year, we watched movies from IMDb's Bottom 100. This summer we're doing COVID exploitation films, quick films that were rushed into production solely to capitalize on a deadly pandemic. So just the fact that these movies exist mean that, that they're pretty uh, like morally corrupt in my opinion, because it takes a specific type of a heartless movie producer to to look around and say huh so many people are dying i sense a screenplay yeah so like all of these movies most of them are pretty horribly heartless but this is the eighth covid exploitation film that we have watched and i want to discuss there's a lot of reviews And 90% of them are really cruel. But there's a specific one that I wanted to read. And it's right here on my phone. It is from the Australian website, concreteplayground.com. So, okay. This one offended me. This review offended me. Okay. 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 If there are any... If there are any words that absolutely no one wants to see when they're watching a COVID-19-inspired movie, it's these. Produced by Michael Bay. The filmmaker who gave cinema the Bad Boys franchise and five Transformers flicks isn't behind the lens of Songbird, but writer-director Adam Mason and his frequent co-scribe Simon Boys have clearly mainlined Bay's work, then decided to use its worst traits as a how-to manual. Said in 2024, uh, their tactless thriller is gimmicky and misguided at best. It is derivative, dull, and has a plot that is so stale, it really should also feature a tornado full of sharks, too how dare you compare sharknado to this film
1: yeah other than that though i'm going with pretty spot on
0: sharknado can be sharknado is at least fun at least you can say hey this movie is dumb and stupid but fun there is nothing redeeming from songbird there is nothing you get from this movie it's not entertaining, it's not fun, it's not informative, it has nothing to say about the coronavirus. It was just made solely to cash in on a disease. Fuck this film. Yeah,
1: I, first, again, this movie is not about coronavirus. Coronavirus is just the thing to get your fucking attention and cash in. Even in this movie, it's not the coronavirus that we're dealing with. It's like coronavirus 2023 or some shit. So it's a variant that we don't even have. And that's fine, whatever, but they don't build on that. They don't capitalize on that. You can take it out completely and put in anything else, like Alien Invasion you know yep. would fit just as well uh zombies possibly would work you know anything life threatening that caused the government to have to clamp down on shit to try they, to make sure that people survive and at
0: least at least the other movies that we have seen this summer during our summer of covid exploitation had like a purpose to them like i hated uh corona aka fear is a virus aka how in the world are you making this entire film set inside of an elevator but it's at least that one had a theory which is hey don't be racist not all chinese people have the coronavirus okay so like right uh, anti-coronavirus the movie aka fake crying the movie that one had sort of a a, a a thesis the thesis was if you pray you don't get the coronavirus which is bullshit George but whatever and then 2025 the world enslaved by a virus was just fucking wonderful but like this the balls of this film it basically turns the coronavirus <coughs> Into a <laughs> MacGuffin, yeah. That like the coronavirus isn't even a part of the film. Like, he- like fuck, fuck this movie. <laughs> the coronavirus isn't even
1: important. Y- y- yeah, it's like a, it's like a side piece to this film. And it's and it's all just their interpersonal bullshit. And it never expands on the world yeah. that you're trying to comment on? Yeah. You know, what exactly are you trying to comment on here? I mean, like, Demi Moore says it'll be illegal to have the kids' friends over. Okay, can we expand on that a little more? Like, yeah, who's in charge of the government, maybe? You know, when did it become illegal? All I I know is, like, Demi Moore looks like if you're out trick-or-treating, you would just skip her house. Demi Moore looks like
0: she's 60 years old at a bar with her 25-year-old daughter saying really loud... Do you think we're sisters? Do you think we're sisters? A lot of people think
1: we're sisters.
0: Yeah. Totally knocked over my microphone,
1: but it was worth it. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, if, there was if, if any candy was going to have a razor blade in it, it would be from the stop at Demi Moore's house.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Songbird. 2020 film about the pandemic. This isn't the first coronavirus movie, but it's essentially the first major Hollywood movie cuz this actually had a bit of a budget. Um this is this was so freaking rushed. This was so freaking rushed. They started writing it in March. They announced the casting in May. They started filming in July and it wrapped in August. And then it came out in December of that same year. So the turnaround from this film was, hey, I've got an idea to, hey, this is a movie you can watch, was f- just from March to December of 2020. That's how quickly they rushed this movie into production. Yeah. That's that's quick as hell. Uh, the it was rushed into production with a roughly 2 million dollar budget which yeah in in hollywood standards that's pretty low but compared to the other movies we've seen this summer yeah. this might as well been a freaking david o selznick production yeah. you know that's, that's 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 a lot more money than matesh patel had for his movie well that's movie that's what had teamwork. me
1: that's what had me scared walking in like okay, this movie is going to be propaganda by professionals. Yeah. So this might hurt. You know, like...
0: There were times when I was watching this movie where I was like, is this an anti-vax film? Is this an anti-science film? It features vaguely Trumpian, because there are uh, those scenes in there where it's like, oh, so what? We're all being forced to stay in our homes like prisoners? And it's like, it kind of feels a bit trumpian. You
1: know? Yeah, but they never come out and and actually say yeah. they don't anything. Yeah. Anything. And this like a lot of the today. a lot of the words and a lot of the dialogue was just like really vacuous. And you could put whatever spin you want on it. A lot of cases they just chose aggression. Yeah. But you're absolutely right.
0: You could just you could just turn this into a film where oh, there's a disease in the air, turns people to zombies. Oh, there's a sickness in the air and people are getting You can even just not put a disease and just put like oh it,
1: This was the worst X-Men movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And apparently they're taking taking people away and putting them in some kind of quarantine like outside the wall somewhere or some shit.
0: Yeah, but also we never get to see that.
1: No, and nor is it really explained.
0: There's a lot they don't explain in this film. What I would like to have explained is I would like to see the exact point in American history where the government said, hey, trash collectors, you get to kill people now. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. But yeah. This was released straight to digital, and because this picture sucks, I assumed it was I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume that this was also on Redbox.
1: On Redbox? Yeah, that's still <laughs> a thing, is Redbox.
0: That feels so archaic. Yeah. Redbox. It made roughly $400,000 as a digital release. So this thing royally bombed and good because it deserved to bomb. Despite the appearance of some big names. Bradley Whitford, what are you doing in this film? Yeah. You're good. You're a good actor. You were the best part of fucking Cabin in the Woods. I loved you in that.
1: Yeah, and what what, what about that, that, that guy? The one? Well, a few a few of them broke my heart. Yeah. Uh, and I can never remember his name. The garbage man. You oh, said uh, his name, Peter Stormare. A... Yeah. Fucking love oh, yeah, that guy. The... For, I mean, one of the greatest character actors in the world. We what believe in nothing, Lebowski. Here? What are you doing here?
0: And then I mean, fucking—he was in Armageddon, eight millimeter. Uh, he was in the, the Big Lebowski, fucking Fargo. He was in Fargo. Yeah, yeah, it yeah that 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 broke my heart when he when I saw him in this. The the and
1: the, and, and the other guy, the comedian, I forget his name, does a lot of, um. Uh, Franco movies, James Franco movies, Seth Rogen Robinson. Movies. huh?
0: Craig Robinson, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: was like that yeah, almost amazing. made me cry.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, the amazing. guy who
1: the the guy who was in charge of the couriers, Lester. Yeah, yeah,
0: the one that killed me was Paul Walter Hauser was in this.
1: Which one is he, and is he related to the ever-famous Wings Hauser? He starred in the film
0: Richard Jewell. I think he was nominated for that. Uh, We know him. He was Jeff Galluli in I, Okay.
1: And I know him because... uh, Did you ever see the movie Cruella? No, but I have it for some reason.
0: It was pretty good. The soundtrack is amazing. The Doors ended up in a Disney film. It's not bad, and uh, Cruella has two henchmen. One is skinny and smart, and the other one is fat and stupid, and that was Paul Walter Hauser. Okay. He was really good in Cruella, but I know him primarily. Uh. He auditions for a play and gets the part, but all his lines get taken by Jamie Taco in a great skit from season two of the greatest television show of all time. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. (laughs) I'm never going to say my lines faster than Jamie Taco. (laughs) So the fact that like he was nominated for an Oscar, what are you doing in a wheelchair in this film? Flying drones. You poor poor man it It broke my heart that Paul Walter Hauser was in this, like, oh, poor thing oh. funny, the million dollar question why did so many names agree to be in this film
1: I'm going with the theory I said earlier it, what it, it, it's it's their coke dealer the coke know I dealer- you could tie each one of these people to the Coke dealer who wrote the screenplay.
0: I'm thinking either the, the first thing that I thought up was that, Oh, Michael Bay's making a film count me in. But then I thought, Oh no, I don't think Michael Bay's name would get some of these like, like fairly serious actors. Yeah. Like Demi Moore and Bradley Whitford and, uh, uh, Paul Walter Hauser. So then I thought maybe it's because since this film was made in like June, July, August of 2020, maybe this was the only job they could find because of lockdown and everything being canceled. Maybe that's why they did this movie. Maybe. Maybe. The only reason I can think of so many big names being in this film is is that so few movies were being made during lockdown that you either got a part in Songbird or How It Ends. Yeah. And Bradley Whitford was in both. (laughs) He was the dad in How It Ends. Oh, what a great film. If you haven't seen the comedy How It Ends, go and find that. Because it was filmed during lockdown in L.A. and it's freaking wonderful. I yes, love it is. that movie so much. So, Bunny, do you want to hit
1: us with the plot? I mean, not really. Okay, that's I, I'm fine. Not you dead don't have to. sure about what the plot was. And this was a movie that it was like, you know, I, I should really watch this again, but I fucking flat out refused to watch that's it a second time. I only I not, only saw it once, and that time yeah. was difficult uh it's set in
0: 2024 so we're only two years away from archie being a sweaty bike courier yes so so, yay so and there are so many names in this um craig robinson and uh kj oppa archie from riverdale and peter stormari demi moore paul walter hauser bradley whitford Leah McHugh was the daughter of Demi Moore. She was the young kid from Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was a hummingbird? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of hummingbirds outside. What a forgettable MCU movie Eternals was. Yes, it was. How is it? That every Marvel movie after Eternals doesn't bother to mention the fact that there's a giant god sticking out of the freaking planet. Yes. How is that not the main plot of every film after Eternals? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You to, I, I know, I know, I know, baby. Anywho, this movie is
1: trying but to. But it be was alive. finally
0: mentioned in She Hulk yeah but like as an afterthought yeah not as like a plot you would think everyone would be mentioning it but whatever uh so this movie is trying to be too much so much that it doesn't land anything yes and i and i said this earlier that this film feels like One of those art films like Magnolia or Pulp Fiction or Crash, where here's like 12, here's 15 different leading characters, and each one has their own separate plot line. And by the end, they've all tied together. But this is like less like Crash and more like Southland tales. That this is all just a mess and none of it lands. And there's not that much of a plot or a budget. There's just nothing to be gained by watching that. It's not entertaining. You don't learn anything. It's not fun to watch. It's not well written. The it's acting, not they're not just me. phoning it in. You didn't see Songbirds, Stop not it. Not. <laughs> there's too many bad, badly written characters. The only good part about it is that the movie's a tight hour 20.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But also, you have so many different characters. Here's the, here's the rich wife who's angry at the husband. The husband who sneaks off to have sex with the uh, popular streamer. Here's the popular streamer that is starting a relationship with the guy in the wheelchair. The guy in the wheelchair who flies drones. For the guy who's running the company. The company that Archie works with. The company that Archie works with to raise money. Who is in a relationship with the woman. The woman who has the grandmother. And it's like you have so many plots. So many characters. This is an hour and 20 minute film. I'm not saying that I want like a three and a half hour director's cut. Like Waterworld. I'm just saying that like... This is a short film with way too much plot and none of it lands. No. But I was trying to figure out about this movie and I did figure out something. The film was written and directed by Adam Mason. He's, prim- he's primarily a screenwriter, although you wouldn't know it from this horrible script. He usually directs music videos. When you know that, some of this movie makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's like okay. the camera's
0: to the side, the camera's tilted. Here's some quick cuts. Here's a big close-up. Now it's back, and it's like, okay. So this is a movie that's trying to be flashy, but doesn't really have any uh actual meat to it. No. There you go. This is this is this is,
1: there you go. Well, Plastic. that's kind of what I meant it by by like it seems like it was only like half written. Yeah. You know, and like, we're, we're, I'm not sure what the word is. Like, we're trying to imply too much that isn't there. Like, you maybe? know, like, you got the scene where the old guy is going to go, like, check on his flowers or something. And it looks like he's got a little end-off area where he's got plants and stuff. And Demi yeah. Moore is like, we well, better burn those clothes before you come back in. Yeah. And then we see him in a scene later, and he's burning his clothes. And it's like, but like, that's all like. It doesn't have to be that way. There's nothing in the movie that's implying <laughs> that it has to be that way. And it couldn't be like. Oh, remember, you got to burn your clothes before you get back in. Because we yeah. are in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I want to see my plants. It's worth a set of clothes.
0: Well, that part I actually. You know what I mean? It's like because... it's
1: like it's not really saying anything. And
0: well, that part actually spoke to me because I have three Kids that are doing in-person school right now, and every time they come home, I make them take off their clothes and burn it in the front yard. Yeah, for you know, just for for safety reasons.
1: Yeah, and then I get a
0: big hose and I water them down, and the kids are yelling, "It's a madhouse! <laughs> a madhouse!" <laughs> so, yeah, the this is apropos of nothing the woman in this movie that is the streamer who sings songs uh that is what's her name alexandra daddario she is wildly upsetting to me and i have no idea why i have no idea why but anytime i see her i just go oh it's her (laughs) I have no idea why, because she's an attractive woman, she's talented, she's a good actress, but for whatever reason, I just have, I guess, just a Daddario blocker.
1: Yeah. And she appears in a movie, and I go, oh, it's her. Some people are just like that. Okay. All right. Daddario. There are some people that you just don't like... For no real reason. Yeah.
0: And, and, and she is one of those people to me. I have no yeah. idea why. No <laughs> idea why. What was the name of that religious movie we saw. With, uh, with, uh, with freaking Archie in it. Uh,
1: K- that, J- was, that was like. I still believe. And that's hey, where hey. we're running into some confusion. Because like. The. The. Fred Willard one. Was I'll believe you. Yes. But the Archie one was I Still Believe.
0: Yes, I Still Believe. Here you go, by A.J. Appa. Yip, yip! Uh, 2020 American Christian romance film. Man, he did... 10-minute warning. He did both of these films back-to-back in 2020. Wow, what an incredible
1: actor! Yes.
0: Fucking A.J. Appa. KJ Oppa. yip yip, He is twenty-five years old. Oh, he's a New Zealander. Okay. He gets this much of yeah. leeway from me just for that. I'm enough of a uh, Flight of the Concords fan that I'm going to I'm I'm going to give KJ Oppa yip yip, a little bit of leeway.
1: I would still like to see him stereotyped as Archie for the rest of his life. Absolutely, I would, I would like to see that.
0: Yeah.
1: I've never wanted nothing... to see anybody actually be typecast before. I want to see it. I want to see him pop up from time to time for the rest of my life. Being Archie kid? somewhere.
0: Archie has a kid? I don't think he's married. <gasps> he's had a child out of wedlock? He had he has a kid with French model Clara Barry. What a what an American sounding name for a French model. Yeah. Chuck, it's Clara! Your cousin, Clara Barry! <laughs> um so there's there's nothing to be gained by watching this movie at all it's not entertaining it's not fun it's not funny it's not thrilling you don't care about the romance you don't care about the 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 other romance you don't care about the trash collectors that get to kill people it's just boring and stupid and tedious it's a dud i never thought i'd say this but the coronavirus comedy about alien apes and memes and Harambe was a million times better than this big-budget thriller with an all-star cast.
1: Yeah, oh, God, yes. It's
0: like, fuck! I would rather see the bizarre, low-budget, Harambe-based comedy coronavirus conspiracy than have to watch this star-studded movie again. Yes. Period.
1: Oh, Ram God, no. this is fucking boring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so that's all I've got for this week's movie. Songbird. It's shit. Even if you're a fan of Riverdale and Archie, there's no point in watching this film. No. At all. Go watch how it ends. It's a comedy. It also has Bradley Whitford in it and uh Charlie Day from uh it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, the good Tom Hanks's good son is in yeah. it. Uh, not the white boy summer. I had I had a, a hot girl summer, and yeah. it was great. But uh, that's it for our eighth movie in the summer of COVID exploitation. Next episode. Which will be episode what four hundred and thirty-eight. We are finishing up our summer of COVID exploitation with virus shark. Virus shark. Shark who gets a deadly virus. I don't think that they specifically call it the coronavirus, but there's a deadly virus going around and the shark gets the virus. So then it becomes a virus shark. I'm pretty excited. It it has going to be going by the title, yeah. It has to be better than Santa Jaws. Yes. Because that was wasn't horrible. bad. It was it it was bad in a good way. Like 2025, A World Enslaved by a Virus, which also everyone should watch because that was yes. freaking hilarious. So that's next week. But now that I'm looking back at this week, oh man, the highs and the lows. The ups and the downs. Peter Stormari. So uh, I think you should
1: leave. Anita Bryant, Orange Bird. Anita Bryant and fucking Orange Bird.
0: Little Orange Bird. Little Orange Bird. It was a catchy song. It's cute. I gotta say, I think that this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast.
1: This has been a damn good episode of okay, the podcast good.
0: good i i I felt the same way, but I didn't want to say it out loud because I feel like you're the one who makes the distinction as to whether or not it's a, it's it's good or it's damn good that that that's that's a moniker that you get to affix to the podcast, and I didn't want to step on your toes, but yes, I concur. With your assessment, good sir.
1: So until next week, I am Bunny Williams.
0: And I am May Lynn. And on behalf of Eleanor and uh, everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Can you say Mal's part, Gizmo's part, because I think Gizmo is in the bath or a shower. So, say gizmo's
1: part for me so that poopy toots
0: and you douche waffles and poopy toots <laughs> it is uh gizmos douchewaffles is is a, a a bad word that Gizmo created on their own, and I love it, and I call people douche waffles all the time. poopy toots is actually uh what we call pop tarts in this family, yeah, because I have a habit of 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 uh m- pronouncing things wrong so f- for a while we would say uh we had a uh, fruity dino bites so i would call them kids what do you want for breakfast you want some duty biteo bites you want some duty booty foodies you want some fruity booty dude duty boot foods? so now we just call well uh fruity
1: dino bites duty. well boot foods. but back in the day mal was saying douche waffles and poopy toots was supposed to be Max's catchphrase, ah, but he kept forgetting well, to you say go. it. Because, so so Mal, Mal would say, would it, say it for, it for him.
0: There you go, douche waffles and poopy toots. Yeah, because uh, I would say, you guys want some poop, some poop tarts? They're not poop tarts. Yeah, they are. They're poopy tarts. They're made of poop. They're poop tarts. They're poop. They're poopy toots. You want some poopy toots? So you would say poopy toots. That was your catchphrase. Okay. So douche waffles and poopy toots. And you virus sharks. Nice. Way to tie it together. Eleanor. <laughs> and you. You got two minutes and 24 seconds to wrap that? this up. Wee bear bears. And you wee bear bears. That's a good cartoon. Okay. <laughs> do, 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 stay microphone stay do 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 do. come over here you gotta put it on a cookie you've kind of got two bits at the end okay do 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 do. cut and print and
1: put it on a cookie that's a wrap Woo.